You are listening to Feast Radio, bringing God's love and grace on air. Listen to significant and heartfelt messages you can reflect on and pray about. May this message help prepare you to face challenges, follow your dreams, and open yourself up to God's unlimited blessings. I'm alive. You are alive. If that is true, tell people around you and tell them you are alive. I am alive. And then you can type on the chat box, Sabino, I am alive. Go, 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 go. I am alive. Sige, everybody, I am alive. So kahit na feeling mo may sakit ka, declare it, I am alive. Go, do it, type it, type it, I am alive. Yes! Woo! Yep, yep, yep. I am alive. I am alive. Declare that. And being alive is God's gift to you. Kasi ikaw ay humihinga pa. At dahil humihinga ka pa, anong ibig sabihin yan? May maganda pang mangyayari sa buhay mo. May maganda pang mangyayari sa'yo. Okay? That is why we declare I am alive beautiful yes yes yeah declare that i am alive and if you are declaring it with me with all of us here at feast at home i want us to pray our favorite prayer tayong mga alive tayong mga buhay let us declare our favorite prayer in the name of the father and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Together, today, I receive all of God's love for me. Today, I open myself to the unbounded, limitless, overflowing abundance of God's universe. Today, I open myself to God's blessings, healing, and miracles. Today, I open myself to God's Word so that I become more like Jesus every day. Today, I proclaim that I am God's beloved. I am God's servant. I am God's powerful champion. And because I am blessed, I am blessing the world. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Let's pray and lift up God's word in our lives today. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. One big message of this talk is this. Come to the feast. Come to the feast. We have been talking about the Apostle Matthew, the right, sorry, the Gospel of Matthew. But do you know that we are actually not sure if the Apostle Matthew was the one who really wrote this Gospel? Hindi talaga tayo sure. Anong reason natin? Go to Matthew 9 verse 9. You will see there the calling of the Apostle Matthew. At pag tinignan niyo yung calling niya, one verse lang. Ganun lang kaikli. Jesus called him, Matthew the tax collector, and he left. Ganun. And he followed Jesus. That's all. One verse. If you are Matthew, 
and you're the one writing this gospel, I do not think you will do it like that. I think you will say, I was counting money and then the master passed by. He stopped. He looked at me and he called my name. Matthew, come, follow me. And time stopped. Ganon, dapat, di ba? And my heart beat fast because the master, dapat mahaba. Pero ito isang ganun lang. So we are actually not sure kung si Matthew yan. Baka nilagay na lang nila si Matthew para people will read it. But this is what we are sure about. The writer did not write his gospel of Jesus in one sitting. Yung sulat lang, tapos tapos na. No, it was written maybe for a year or a number of years. How do we know that? We will see it in the progression of the writing. Nag-iiba ng konti, nag-develop yung writing. Okay, let me explain to you. You know, the first members of the church of Matthew were all Jews. Lahat hudyo. Yan naman ang une. So imagine you are part of that group. You're a Jew, ha? Gusto ko gamitin yung imagination nyo. You're that Jew. Tapos pag Jew ka, uh, Torah. Torah is the parang the first five books in the Bible. Talagang alam mo yan. Lahat ng bawat habi nung Torah na yan, the five books in the Bible. You know it. You know the 613 laws of Moses. It was like your life and your oxygen. Huh? Remember, 613, memorize. Alam mo, ginagawa mo yan. Parang breakfast, lunch, dinner mo yung 613 laws of Moses. Okay? Tapos, yung food mo, ang tawag dyan, kosher. Kosher is parang halal sa Muslim. Ito naman, kosher, prepared the Jewish way. Ano yan? You ate kosher food. No pork, no crabs, no shrimp, no tulya, no tahong, no adidas, bopis, betamax, IUD. Oh, alam niyo yun. Bawal yun. Bawal. Hudyo ka. Solid ka. You observe the Sabbath day to the letter. Huh? Talaga. You cannot even light a fire to cook anything on Sabbath. Okay? Ikaw yan, ha? Member ka ng church ni Matthew. But one faithful day, strange people started to join the church. Oh, nakita mo? Isang Greek. Eh, Jew ka, Greek, di ba? Parang talaga, hindi, hindi kami nakikihalubilo sa mga... But they're there. Tapos hindi lang siya Greek. Meron siyang tato. Tapos may earrings. Lalaki. Di ba? Parang, tapos may Ethiopian. Ethiopian, ha? Prekano. Oh, tapos ang salita niya, nakakatawa magsalita, di ba? Tapos may dumating isang babae na admittedly, she was a prostitute. Tapos they were funny clothes. They didn't speak Hebrew. Imagine this. Imagine you. They don't even, they even smell different. But they say, they believe in Jesus. And then you get the shock of your life when they, these new guys, they don't even know, much less do anything or any of the 613 laws of Moses. Dako, laglag ka sa upuan mo nung nalaman mo na itong mga bagong ito'y kumakain ng dinuguan. Gambas, crispy pata, 
nagpo-pork barbecue, all unclean food for you. And then you find out they don't even know Abraham. Hindi. Tapos nagtatrabaho sila sa Saturday, pag Sabado. Oh my Lord! Di ba? Parang takantaka ka. Tapos talaga sa loob-loob mo, sasabihin mo, how can they follow Jesus but not Moses? Or they don't even know Abraham. This is wrong. Ito yung deklarasyon mo. We are destroying our church. But in truth, my dear friend, God was building the church. He was. And Matthew's gospel was speaking into this divisive situation. Oh, in your mind and in your church today, we have the same problems, diba? When we meet someone with different beliefs and practices, we think we are better than them. But Jesus is condemning this elitist attitude. Elitista. Uh-oh. Sa ating lahat. Why? Look at this, my dear friends. God is building a kingdom that embraces everybody. And that is what we will talk about today. You know, Jesus is saying to you and to me, come to the feast. Come to the feast. Let's now dive into our key passage. We will read Matthew chapter 22, verses 1 to 14. Hihimay-himayin natin. So, let us read the first verse lang muna and then later we'll see why. Because I want you to see that one verse is so rich in meaning. Let us read Matthew 22 verse 1. Jesus also told them other parables. Yun pa lang. You know, this parable belongs to a set of three parables. Kaya sabi niya, other parables. Diba? Ano yung three parables? First, tale of the two sons. Remember that? Another is the tenants in the vineyard. And the wedding banquet. Ito yung pag-uusapan natin, yung pangatlo. But all these parables are what we can call underdog parables. Why? Especially the first and the third. They were two groups. There was a top dog and the underdog. And by some twist of faith, the underdog wins. Why? This is the truth, my dear friends. God always favors the underdog. Yeah? Magtataka ka talaga. God favors the underdog. Oh, Yung parang, parang sumali sa isang Olympics. Tapos, pag tinignan mo yung mukha, parang talunan. Pero... Pero entrance pa lang niya, parang panalo na. Parang ganito, oh, pakita nyo, sige. Parang ganyan. Oh. Diba? Tingnan nyo, pagpasok pa lang, tada! Diba? Kaya, kaya winner. Itsura pa lang, winner. Tada! Today, in your situation, my dear friends, do you feel like an underdog? Yung para, ay, talong-talo ako. Diba? Parang talunan ka. Do you feel like you are David who is fighting the Goliath? Who is bigger, much, much way bigger than... Do you feel that way? Do you have a situation that you 
will really think you are an underdog. My dear friend, this is God's word for you. He is fighting beside you. God is fighting beside you. He is. I want you to declare that, no? He is fighting beside you. And this is, when, when I say He is fighting beside you, this is what I want you to believe in. If you feel like you're overwhelmed, you are an underdog, God is fighting beside you. And your victory is coming. Your victory is coming. Tell people around you, tell them your victory is coming. Go, your victory is coming. And then type it on the chat box here. Come on. My victory is coming. Type that. Declare it to the world. My victory is coming. Lahat kayong mga naargabyado, your victory is coming. Lahat kayong ninakawan, your victory is coming. Lahat kayong siniraan ng pangalan, ang bait-bait yun naman, your victory is coming. Because God is fighting beside you. Your victory is coming. Lahat kayong nagka-COVID at nawala yung 14 days nyo, ibabalik ni Lord yan, siksik, liglig, at umaapaw. Your victory is coming. Declare it. Yes. My victory is coming. Believe it. This is God's word for you. One verse pa lang. Punong-puno na ng ano, pag-asa sa atin. Let us pray. Dear Lord, we thank you. We believe that you are fighting beside us. You are with us in this time. And sometimes we we want to understand fully what is happening, but but for not, from now on, I'll just trust in you. That you are working already, fighting beside me. And so, Lord, I receive your victory today. I receive it right now. I receive your miracles. I receive your word. I will follow you. And I believe my victory is coming. This I pray. In Jesus' mighty name, amen, amen. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Yes, Lord, I believe. Victory is coming today. Amen, amen. Before I go to the Word, let me exhort you on your giving. These are ways for you to give. Oh, look at them. Yan po ang mga paraan so you can continue giving. Amen. Thank you for those who never tire of giving to our ministry, to the Lord through our ministry. If this is your first time, I want you to support our ministry. Huh? Yan yung mga paraan kung saan tayo pwedeng mag, magbigay. Yan. Amen. Amen. So I'm praying for those who are giving and those who are lacking financial uh, resources today. 
May the Lord provide for you and may the Lord uh, protect you. Amen. Talk number four of our series, The Clash, Invited Versus Chosen. Let us continue the reading from Matthew 2, 22, verses 2 to 3. He said, the kingdom of heaven can be illustrated by the story of a king who prepared a great wedding feast for his son. When the banquet was ready, he sent his servants to notify those who were invited, but they all refused to come. These guests were already invited. They were just being reminded. Pinaalala lang. Naimbita na eh. But they refused. What an insult to the king. Inimbitahan ka ng hari. Tinanggihan mo. Why? Oh, maybe. Hula ko lang. Maybe because they knew that they will use this in the party. Alam nila ito ang gagamitin nilang kutsara at tinidor. Diet fork, diet spoon. Kaya sa ila, ayoko pumunta doon. Ito ang panggagamitin sa akin, diet yan. No? De, biro lang. Why did they refuse? We will know later. But do you know what the king did? Grabe itong hari na to. He invites them again. So, he sent other servants to tell them, The feast has been prepared. The bulls and fattened cattle have been killed. And everything is ready. Come to the banquet. You know what he did? He sends to them the menu. Diba? Ayan, pinakita na ito, mga kakainin nyo. But these guests still said, No. Why? Maybe, hula ko lang to, maybe because these are the menus given to them. O, tingnan nyo yung mga menu, ha? Baka ito ang unang binigay. O, yan. Various and confused pizzas. O, tingnan nyo kung anong klaseng pizza yan. Nakaka-confuse talaga, di ba? Aba, nakakain ka na ba ng litong-litong pizza? Di ba? Yan ang mahirap. O, kaya baka ito yung menu na naipadala. O, tingnan nyo mabuti. Chicken. 3.70. Real chicken, 6.75. Pa, may chicken, may real chicken. Nakakabato. Ano kaya yung chicken na hindi real? <laughs> Tapos, ba't di sila umaten? May kids menu rin naman. Imbitado rin ang kids. Kaya alam baka ito yung kids menu. O, tingnan nyo. Baby walk. And deep fried baby. Nako! Lalong kinabahan yung mga ta- baby noodle. Talaga hindi ka aten O baka, hindi, hindi, biro lang. Yun lang ang aking katahang-isip. Kaya siguro hindi umatend ito, no? Kasi grabe pala yung menu. You know, these guests who were invited still responded no in two different ways. Listen to me, my dear friends. These two ways of their, their response represent our two temptations that we experience today. Temptation number one, distraction. Oh, verse 5 says, But the guests he had invited ignored them and went their own way, one to his farm, another to his business. People ignored the invitation because their other concerns were more important. Look at that again. The other concerns were not sinful, 
They were good things. Farming is a good thing. Trabaho yun eh. Their job, their business is a good thing. But that is the point, my dear friend. In life, the most common enemy of the best is not the worst. No. The, co- the most common enemy of the best is the good. Is the good. Not worse. Sino ba gusto ng worse? No way. Kaya lang, yung iba, they settle for good. So I urge you, please, don't settle for good. Let me talk to the single women here. Tingnan nyo, baka may naliligaw sa inyo tapos sabi nyo, pwede na. Si matagal na. Pag, baka good lang yan. Discern more. Aim for the best. Always. Hindi pwedeng pwede na. Pwede na yan. Di, itong election na darating. Nako, aim for the best. Hindi pwede. O sige, ito na nga lang. No way. Aim for the best in every aspect of your life. And listen, the best is Jesus. The best is Jesus. Type that please, everybody. The best is Jesus. Walang katunggali ang Panginoon. Walang katapat. Walang pwedeng pumantay sa Kanya. The best is Jesus. He is the best. That is why when He invites, we drop everything. The best is Jesus. Go, type it. The best is Jesus. Show it to the world. The best is Jesus. Remind everybody watching here at Feast at Home, the best is Jesus. Yes, very good. The best is Jesus. That is why we aim for the best. We don't settle for good because the enemy of best is good. Those who are studying, aim for the best. Diba? Di pwede. Pwede na yan. Wag! And remember, Jesus is the best. And I want you to take note of this. Look at this. You know, sometimes, the deadliest weapon of the devil is not lust. It is not greed. No. It is not pride. The deadliest weapon of the devil sometimes is distraction. We, we get distracted and we are distracted by the good because God is the best. Okay? Temptation number two. Itong grabe. Ang, ang ano natin dito, diabolical. Yung isa, distraction. Itong temptation to lala, diabolical. You know what they did? Verse 6, Others seized his messengers and insulted them and killed them. They murdered the messengers. Remember last week, yung previous parable natin, we talked about that. The tenants killed the messengers of the landowner. You know, this is a picture of how Israel rejected God's prophets. So let me give you a warning, my dear friends. Warning, sin starts small. But if you don't fight sin one day, you may find yourself fighting against God Himself. Sin starts small. Oo. Kaya pag naramdaman nyo nag-uumpisa pa lang, putulin na, tigilan na. What happened in verse 7? The king was furious, definitely. And he sent out his army 
to destroy the murderers and burn their town. If you look at it, parang wow, grabe naman. Kasi minsan, tinitingnan natin that this king is God himself. But here is a Bible lesson I want you to listen. Very, very important. To, huh? That is why when you read scripture, especially parables, look at this. A Bible lesson. In ancient Jewish literature, parables were not meant to be perfect analogies. They are analogies, but not perfect analogies. They are similar stories with one message, and the details are not expected to be totally aligned one is to one. Okay? So yung message ang kukunin mo, hindi yung mga detalye, kundi lagot ka, mali ang interpretasyon mo. So, after this, the king does something surprising. What is that? Verse 8 to 10. And he said to his servants, The wedding feast is ready, and the guests I invited are not worthy of the honor. Now, go out to the street corners and invite everyone you see. So the servants brought in everyone they could find, good and bad alike. And the banquet hall was filled with guests. Wow, what a strange thing to do. Invite everyone not on the original guest list. Have you noticed? This is the Beatitudes all over again. Sino inimbitahan niya? Nameless, powerless people. Who are these? In Beatitudes and here in this parable, these are the VIPs of the kingdom. Not only that, but the parable includes something disturbing to our religious expectations. Ano yan? Jesus said the good and bad are both invited to the feast. Diba? Parang ang bait mo, tapos may masasama. Nakakapunta rin langit. Diba? You can say, it's unfair. But that is the kind of kingdom Jesus was building. Tax collectors and prostitutes were now welcome. Why? Because God is the God of second chances. Type that please, everybody. God of second chances. Go, type it, type it. God of second chances. Chances. Go, say it, say it, declare it. God of second chances. Why? You need to know that so that every time you fall, remember God of second chance. I'll, I'll have a second chance. He is the God of second chances. His mercy is bigger than our mistakes. Yes, bigger than your mistakes. This is the heart of God. His heart is always saying, Come to the feast. Come. Come to the feast. His mercy is bigger than your past. His mercy is bigger than your mistake. That's God's heart. He's telling you, Come. Come to the feast. And you know what the feast is? It is a symbol of God's abundance. You know, in the entire Old Testament, God chooses Israel. Who is Israel? The greatest underdog. 
For 400 plus years, they were slaves in Egypt. And for centuries after that, they became they were just a tiny nation in the middle of great kingdoms and empires. And yet God made a covenant with this tiny underdog Israel to be his people and he will be their God. God was the one who said, I will be your God. Grabe, ang pinili ng Diyos ay yung hindi magagaling, yung mga talunan, yung mga palpak. Do you know what that covenant looked like? Marriage. God married Israel. Remember that feast we are talking about is a wedding feast. Israel was not faithful to her husband. In the history, you will see it in the Bible. You will see that they rejected Yahweh and they worshipped other gods. But here is the big problem. They took for granted God's love. Minamahal sila ng Diyos, sabi nila, no. It's true that God will always forgive us. But the question here, my dear friends, is this. Look at me. This is the question. Are you sure that you will always say yes to that forgiveness? You know, in this covenant, God was not the problem. We are. God will always love us. He will always love you. But God also has given you the power to reject that love. This was the message of the prophets in the Old Testament. We take God's love for granted. And this was the message of Jesus in this parable. We take God's love for granted. Minamahal ka, iniimbita ka, no? which is the central point of the ending of this parable. You know, the story could have ended here. Pwede na eh. Tama na eh. But it did not. Something unexpected happened. What is that? Let's read. Unexpected, huh? But when the king came in to meet the guests, he noticed a man who was not wearing the proper clothes for a wedding. Friend, grabe, friend pa rin ang tawag, no? He asked, how is it that you are here without wedding clothes? But the man had no reply. Then the king said to his aides, bind his hands and feet and throw him into the outer darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. For many are cold, but few are chosen. You know, this guy shows up at a party not wearing the right clothes and he was kicked out. I want you to note, no? tandaan nyo to, the king was not expecting everybody to show up. Yung talagang todo barong, todo taxido, di ba? Mga grabe ang gown. Di, no. He just wanted people to be decent. And the decent clothes symbolize what? Our humble yes to God's love. I want you to look at this, ha? para hindi nyo matingnan na, ba't ganun si ang Diyos? Napaka-sadista, no? This is what He was trying to tell us. Look, Jesus does not bring in a tax collector into the kingdom to remain a tax 
collector. You get that? No. Ayaw niya na ganyan ka pa rin nung dati. You know, the tax collector who walks into the feast dressed in the right clothes, it means this tax collector, this sinner, this uh, this person, he is praying to the Lord saying, Lord, I want to change, but I cannot do it on my own. That is why I'm here. I attended. I'm here at your party, your party of abundance. Because there is abundance of mercy here. There is abundance of mercy here. I want you to visualize that. Makasalanan ka. Nagsuot ka lang nung pinakakaya mo. Diba? Hindi garbo, hindi bongga ang suot mo. Kasi nga, hiyang-hiya ka sa kasalanan mo eh. Lalapit ka kay Lord. Tapos sabi mo, Lord, dito po ako. Hindi ko kayang mag- mag-ayos. Na maayos na maayos. I cannot. I cannot. I want to change, but I cannot do it on my own. That is why I'm here. Here at your party of abundance because there is abundance of mercy here. There is abundance of mercy here. You know, for decades already, I have been preaching that God's love is unconditional. Unconditional. Yeah. But if we're going to be strict with the words and definitions, look at this. God's love is not so much unconditional as it is unconditioned. Here is the difference. Unconditioned means unmerited and undeserved. Unconditional means non-reciprocal. My dear friends, you cannot earn God's love. It is given for free. Yes. But His love demands a response. Will you accept His love? That is the response. Yun lang. Walang iba. Punta ka lang. Punta ka lang. Mag-ayos ka ng konti. Yung pag-ayos mo, sinasabi mo, Lord, kailangan kita. Yun lang. It demands a response. Will you accept this love? You know, the entire New Testament says this point. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believes in Him, believe is not mental assent. Believe is a trusting relationship. My dear friends, the Lord loves you. Please do not take God's love for granted. What do you do? Just allow His love to change you. I started serving God when I was 13 years old and I accepted that love since then. Ano kaya ang buhay ko no? kung hindi ko tinanggap ang pag-ibig na yan? I don't know. But it changed my life forever. You know, when we look at the parables, here is a crucial lesson. All parables are about Jesus. Remember, verse 2, it says, A king who prepared a great wedding feast for his son 
in the same way that God married Israel, Jesus is marrying his church, the broken, the wounded, the sinful people. That is why Paul said, husbands, love your wives. And Christ loved the church. He loved the church and gave himself up for her. Look at me, my dear friends. Look at me. Jesus is committed to you. He is. He is fighting beside you. That is why I want you to believe that your victory is coming. Your victory is coming. And meron pa, Jesus believes in you. And Jesus trusts you. Jesus is the groom, the most important man in the party. And then he becomes the servant of that feast. A servant who was killed by people who think they deserve God's love because they were holy. You know, after a few days telling this parable, Jesus stepped into his cross, feet and hands bound, and he was left to die. But it did not end there. We know the story. Three days later, he rose from the dead. So, he can welcome you to the feast. Kaya nabuhay siya ulit. Para ano? Sabihin sa iyo, Uy, welcome ka. Welcome. Do you feel unworthy to join this party of love? <laughs> Look at the cross. Because that cross, Jesus dying on the cross, has already made you worthy. And He tells you now, come to the feast. Come to the feast. I want us to come to prayer and let us pray that prayer. Yung prayer nung pumunta sa wedding feast, na hindi naman imbitado nung una. Pero punta lang siya. Pero yung disposition niya, grabe. Grabing pasasalamat na siya ay naimbitahan. Siya ay uh, minamahal ng Diyos. Yun yung disposition na puntahan natin ngayon sa panalangin ito. No? We do not deserve the love of God. But si Bajin, He continues to love you, to love me, and has come to Him in humility. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Subscribe to Feast Radio and open yourself to God's grace. For more podcasts like these, visit feast.ph radio.